we got a loaded podcast this week here on the Gosh Nine podcast. What a weekend it was with the sweep of Long Beach State. We'll start, however, with some highlights to that UCLA game because there were some noteworthy, uh, cool moments that happened in the game. The Blake Clausen homer, the uh, the Schreier on Schreier matchup, and Trevor Beer getting into a game for the first time since 2019. And also, well, I uh, I missed Trimble's home run because we had a malfunction with the outfield sprinklers. So I caught up with Justin to talk to him about the at-bat. So we'll have UCLA highlights, then a quick interview with Justin Trimble, then highlights from Long Beach, and then a great interview with three position players, Jason Willow, Christian Kirtley, and Bryce Willits. Uh, about 45 minutes with those guys. We had a lot of fun uh, talking about the season, talking about some hitting stuff, some routine stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, those guys are great. So uh, veteran pod is kind of the idea. So that's what we got. UCLA highlights, Justin Trimble, Long Beach highlights, and then the trio of veterans, Willits, Willow, and Curtly here on the Gaucho 9 podcast. Today's podcast is presented by our great friends at Kyle's Kitchen, Three locations in Santa Barbara and Goleta, downtown in Cayo Real, Hollister Village in Goleta, Cayo Real in Goleta, and they have two other restaurants, additional restaurants, Kyle's Protein Grill in Hollister Village and Kyle's Chicken House in Isla Vista. So make sure to go in, see Kyle, and get some great tasting food. We're also brought to you by Smart Office Interiors, commercial furniture for education, healthcare, government, and the home office. They've also hooked up the gauchos with some furniture, some couches, some workspace, and turn the MLB room into a giant office where we get all of the uh, the behind-the-scenes stuff done. So uh, shout-out to Smart Office Interiors. You can call them at 805-965-8585, or you can find them online at smartofficeinteriors.com. It's one of the most beautiful views of any campus in America. The Pacific Ocean crashing against the shores of UC Santa Barbara every morning, noon, and night. There's the one strike pitch, and Mitchell belts us to deep left. Cabrera is going to watch it fly. He's at the track, he's at the wall, he leaps at the wall, and this one is out of here. Christian Curley. Gauchos are going to Omaha, can you believe it? John Newman wins it for the Gauchos. And the score is two. Here comes Mitchell, he's going to score. And the Gauchos are the 2019 champions of the Big West. Two innings, he up a couple runs, a couple hits, walked three against the Gauchos, and Clausen drives this to deep right center on the first pitch. Back is Curiel, he's going to turn and watch this one fly a long home run to right center on the first pitch here in the bottom of the first inning. Blake Clausen does it again as he homers in his first at-bat in consecutive games, and it's 2-1. to one. And a handshake for Blake at home plate with Bryce Willits. And I'm, I'm probably not the first time they've faced each other in their lifetimes. As he misses low, does Alex Schreier, one and one. Certainly the first time that they've faced each other here at the collegiate level. It's pretty cool. One ball and one strike. 
to Cody Schreier. Alex Schreier kicks and delivers, and a slider is hit to left field. Hit well. Curtly going back. He's at the track. He reaches up, and he makes the catch to retire the side. And both of the brothers sharing a moment as Alex looks back to Cody. <laughs> Little palms up from Alex. That's good stuff. Who cares about the score? That was pretty cool, brother on brother. And Alex wins the battle, but Cody gave it a ride. Harrison from the stretch. And Nick Bunce, it's up here, make the play. Oh! <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> There's two former gouts up here. Luke Williams and Zach Rodriguez watching the game. And that bunt attempt crept just over the netting. Is that off of Luke's hand? Luke, Luke couldn't make the catch and it fell down behind. And they both <laughs> fell down the stairs a couple of rows. But they're okay. Wow, that was amazing. You can catch on the Gotcha Night podcast next week in the highlight reel. Mark that. Bottom of the sixth, Tuesday. Trevor Berry made nine appearances in 2019. Matchup appearances. Here's a fastball foul tipped and hung on by Mason Eng, and Karos is down on strikes. So Beer with a strikeout, and there's one away here in the ninth. This was the something cool that I was hoping to see. All right, JT. Justin Trimble. Yeah, I was just going through the game from yesterday against UCLA because uh, there was a slight debacle at the end. Maybe not debacle, but there was a, uh, a malfunction, and it happened right when you came up to hit for the second time in the game. It was, what, your uh, fourth collegiate at-bat? Right? Yes, fourth at-bat. Fourth collegiate at-bat. Uh, so sprinklers come on. You're coming to hit. Walk me through the whole the whole uh, scenario. Yeah, it was it was the ninth inning. Um, we're losing by uh, quite a bit amount of runs, and um, I came in in the seventh inning, and this was my second bat of the night. And you know, I was feeling pretty good going up to the bat. I saw and you're I, facing a lefty. Lefty, yeah. and you know, usually those are the worst at bats for me. I just you know facing Splain and Hattie on the team. You know, it's it's always a tough AV left on left matchup, but um, yeah, going up to that bat was feeling good. And then um, all of a sudden, look in the outfield, <laughs> see the sprinklers going off. And that has never happened. I've, I've never even seen it happen in a game before. And uh, the fact that it happened during my bat was pretty awesome. But um, I think awesome. That, that's a good word to describe it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, think yeah. It, I think it honestly helped me uh, relax a little bit and uh, just kind of make light of the situation, so it was pretty fun. Cause from so from my perspective, I'm sitting up there, I'm going through the the book, and I'm like, all right, here comes Trumbull, second at bat of the game, and, he, and he's facing um, who was it? It was uh, Flanagan. Flanagan, who's pretty good. I'm like, all right, so Trim's coming up, and then I look up. I think I think Devin hauled over. He's like, Kevin, Kevin. Yeah. And so I look up, and the sprinklers are gone, and I'm like, oh, shoot. So I got up from my seat to go run down and turn them off, and I'm yeah. out behind the clubhouse, and I hear ping, 
and then a big cheer and everybody's going, oh, that's gone, that's gone. I'm like, no way, no way did Trimble just hit it out. Wow. And so I saw you touch home plate with a big smile on your face. So I don't know, what was it, uh, what, what was the count? What was the pitch? Uh, it was 3-2. Looking back on the broadcast, I think they had it messed up. It said 3-1. So I had a couple of questions when I was when I was walking my parents through that bat. They were, they were a little, um, like, oh, I thought it said 3-1 on the, uh, the live stream. But I had to tell them it was 3-2. And can't touch the scoreboard. Yeah, <laughs> can't, yeah, can't touch the scoreboard. And um, honestly, you know, with the my first three at-bats leading up to that, um, fourth one, you know, three Ks, and I was thinking I can't go down with another strikeout. So I honestly choked up a little bit and got a little wide in my, uh, my stride and honestly just tried to make good contact. And I think I did, so. Yeah, you did. You, did, you definitely did. I, I rewatched it on the stream, looked good. Uh, parents parents stayed up and watched it. That's, yeah. that's good. Yeah, they're, they're super excited. I, it was awesome to see all the, the support from um, friends and family back home as well, so. Cool. Well, I, I'm glad I caught you because the sprinklers go on and, and trims up. I'm like, uh-oh, man, I hope this doesn't screw with them. But it <laughs> turns out uh, we might have to turn the sprinklers on again for you in yeah. a big moment. You know? Yeah, you, you might have to next time. So. <laughs> All right, thanks, Trump. Yeah, thanks. Both of them coming back from minor injuries. And Oakley drives this to right center. Pepe on the move, and it's up over his head. Boat scores. Newman hustling around third. He's coming home. Oakley's going to third. Here comes the relay. It is offline. Skips away from him. And it goes into the out-of-play area. And Oakley's going to come home to score. So in essence, a three-run homer. A triple and an error. Call it a triple and an error. Two RBIs. The dirt bags. So here's Kurtley. Bases loaded, two outs. And Christian swings to the first pitch, bounces it past the die of a porter down the left field line. Sprinkle scores. Clausen will score. They're waving Willets around. He's going to score. It's a bases clearing double for Christian Kurtley. And it's 6 nothing Gauchos. Lost midweek games against Cal Baptist and Fresno State. Here's a breaking ball right back to Lewis. It's off his glove. Behind the mound, Corey off the mound, throws to first after picking it up with the bare hand, spinning around. And that retires the side. Three up, three down again for Corey Lewis as he gets Moeller. Has to dance around to get the uh, to get the ball after it deflected off of his glove hands. And he has gone nine up, nine down. We'll go to the last of the third. Six-nothing, Gauchos. Damon Jones throwing out the first pitch. Here's another 3-2, and Johnson pulls it into right field, a base hit past Luttrell. Sprinkle scores. Clausen being waved around. Harrison has trouble with it in right field. Going to third is Willits on an RBI single by Kyle Johnson. Two-run score. It's 11-2, Gauchos. Newman 0 for 2, but he's walked and scored. And he drives this into right center. Pepe on the move. And he's not going to get it. It's up over his head once again. Johnson scores. Vote scores. Newman heading for third. He's got himself a triple and two RBIs, and it's 14-2 UCSB. And that's the, the third time that the Gauchos have hit a double out over Pepe's head in right center. 
And this one is swung on and miss, and Corey pulled the string. Moore is out on strikes. And Lewis with eight strikeouts. Keeping the streak going, he has one strikeout in every inning tonight. And that's going to be all. So, Coach Checkets wanted Corey to face the, uh, the bottom part of the order, and he departs here. Having gone seven and two-thirds, he strikes out eight. Allows just the two hits and two runs. Not quite, but the top two guys, Clawson and Willett, slugging above 600. And you got Kurtley slugging 533. Here's a 2-1. This is hit into right center. Hit well. On the move, White. He is not going to get it because it's up over the fence for a solo homer. John Newman with his first career long ball. And that gives the Gouches a 1-0 lead. Well, I was talking about slugging, and Newman slugged that one out of here. And that is not an easy place to put it out for a right-handed batter. Up over the right center field fence into the oak trees. That is a healthy poke the opposite way for John Newman. Here's the 1-1 pitch, and a breaking ball is hit to deep right center. This one is not coming back. A long solo home run for Claussen, a no-doubter, and that makes it 2-0. My goodness. I mean, that one, it hit off the top of the uh, of the cinder block wall out there in right center. So it went over the tree that's in between the light stanchions and it hit right off the top and caromed into the power structure. That is rare territory off the bat of Claussen. Gutierrez, the last, let's see, five of the last six outs he's recorded have been strikeouts. And this one is lined, and that's caught by Oakley. A diving catch. He was shaded up the middle. It was a liner to the right side of second base. <laughs> Leapt in the air to his left and pulled it out of the air to save a run. And we'll go to the last of the fourth. The web gem from Nick Oakley. 2-0 Gauchos. Rounds game, 1 o'clock start. Gallagher against Watts Brown. Jerron Watts Brown for Long Beach State. Here's a bunt attempt, first baseline by Roselle. It's Gutierrez off the mound, bare hands, throws to first just in time. Nice play by Gutierrez, a tough one for the lefty. Having to come to the first base side of the mound, bare hand with his back towards first, spin and make an accurate throw right on the money to Johnson. And he has a 1-2-3 fifth. Gauchos with a 2-0 lead over Long Beach State. Three other games coming up at 6 o'clock. One ball, one strike to Willits. Here's the pitch. And this is pulled into right field, a base hit. Sprinkle will score to give the Gauchos the lead. As Clausen stops at second base, Bryce Willits comes through with an RBI single. And it's 3-2. No balls, two strikes to Devereaux Harrison. 
And Rice's pitch is a slider swung on and missed. And Rice with a huge fist bump as he leaves them loaded. It wasn't easy, but he gets out of the eighth with a zero on the board as he strikes out Harrison on three pitches. And we will go to the last of the eighth. Gauchos three, dirtbags two here on UCSBGauchos.com. All in one the count. Here's the pitch. Fastball is hit in the air left field. Routine for Kirtley. Coming in, reaching up, and he squeezes it. And Ryan Harvey secures his 10th save of the season. And the Gauchos hang on to defeat Long Beach State by a 3-2 final here this afternoon. They have taken the series from the Dirtbags, and they go to 15-2 in the conference. UCSB has swept consecutive series. CSUN and San Diego trying to do it again this weekend. Here's a changeup swung on and missed, and Gallagher strikes out the side here in the first inning as he gets Murillo on the changeup. And what a way to start the afternoon for the young freshman in his ninth start of the year. Three strikeouts, and we'll go to the last of the first. Gauchos coming to bats, and the Gauchos hung on for the win. 1-1 pitch, and Jordan hits it softly in the air, right field line. Could it stay fair? Yes, sir. In to score is Vote. Coming to third and putting on the brakes is Mortensen. Bloop single. Check that bloop double for Jordan Sprinkle. And it's 1-0 Gauchos. Couldn't have placed it any better. And caromed away. 2-0 UC Santa Barbara. And this one is hit back up the middle. That's a base hit to center field. In to score is Sprinkle. And Oakley with an RBI hit makes it 3-0. has been optimistic on the bases. Here's the 1-0 pitch, and this is hammered to right center. Luttrell is back. He's going to turn and watch it fly. A two-run homer for Blake Clausen, his second home run of the series, and it's 5-0 UCSB. And I think we should start calling Blake Clausen an instant rally. He has seven home runs. And trying to do the Gouches a favor. His vote drives us to right field. Hit well. Latrell is back. He's at the track. He's at the wall. He leaps, and this one is out of here. Opposite field home run for Nick Vote Makes it 6-0. Got it in the jet stream. And Nick Vote goes yard for the fourth time this year. He's two for two. Runners will be... At their stations for the pitch, and it's swung on and missed. And a long chase to fastball well outside the zone. And Gallagher sneaks it by him to strand runners at second and third. Gallagher's got seven strikeouts. And we'll go to the last of the fourth. UCSB seven, Long Beach State's nothing. Versus when you're the closer. And this is driven to right field by Johnson. Latrell is back. He's going to watch it fly. A two-run homer for Kyle Johnson. And it's 9-0 UC Santa Barbara. Kyle's sitting on breaking ball. And he turns around an 84-mile-an-hour slider for his fifth home run of the year. Schreier against Latrell with the bases loaded. And this one's sitting in the air to right field. Mortensen going back. It's going to stay in the yard at the edge of the warning track. He makes the catch. And UCSB sweeps Long Beach State 10 to 1 the final here this afternoon. Ryan Gallagher gets the win 
He improves to 4-0 on the season. He went five and two-thirds, struck out eight, checked that nine, and got the win. All right, this week on the Gouch 9 podcast, we have a trio. First time during the season that we got three players on at the same time. And so we're going to have some fun with this. And the theme of the week was uh, get some veterans. And in order to qualify, you had to have more than 119 games played. And you had to have over 379 at-bats. So, Bryce, you just squeaked in. Just squeaked in. So, uh <laughs> Happy to be here. <laughs> we have Bryce Willits, Christian Kirtley, and Jason Willow. Uh, it's a Monday. Gauchos just swept Long Beach State at home. They're getting ready for USC on the road tomorrow, and then the big series against Cal Poly next or uh, this coming weekend. We'll get to that later, but I uh, want to check in, see how you guys are doing. Uh, Jason, you've been uh, coming back from injury, and you look to be getting better. And since you are the, um, well, with 191 games played and 631 at-bats, you are the elder of this of this group. So we're going to go to you first and just check in see how you're doing. I'm doing well. Coming off, uh, I bargained up my ribs a bit, but I'm coming back. I was hoping to play this weekend, but everyone in line was too hot, so I watched, but, uh, <laughs> but it was a, I mean, it's pretty easy to sit on the bench when, you know, we played like we did this weekend. Like, it was, you know, it was fun to watch. Uh, I think offensively it was our best weekend we've had. I mean, I wouldn't even say this year, but maybe even, like, my time here. So, uh, so it was pretty cool to see that, and, and, uh, and yeah. Lots of crooked numbers, lots of big innings. You also scored, let's see, 14, 3, and 10. So that's 27 runs, which is, which is pretty good against uh, Long Beach State who has had an up-and-down year, and Gouchers took care of business this weekend. Uh, Kurtley, yeah. how'd, how'd you feel with the stick this weekend? Uh, I didn't feel particularly uh, great. So your, bat speed, was, your, your bat speed looked elite. I'll thank tell you, you that. Thank you. Yeah, well, sometimes when you're not seeing the ball great, you try to swing as hard as you can just to, you know, hopefully it'll go somewhere. But yeah, I, you know, I didn't feel particularly great, but you know, that's just the way the season goes. And I was, I was actually happy to grind out at bats and and uh, log a good amount of hits this weekend. So um, yeah, there you go. So Christian Curley checking in with 138 games played, 450 at bats at this juncture of his career. Um, I didn't get to Willow's numbers. But on the year so far, Jason, four doubles, a triple, a home run, 11 RBIs, eight stolen bases. You're eight of nine in stolen bases. So modest numbers. Good work. Yeah. Good work. <laughs> you sound disappointed. You sound disappointed. I just want to hear better than that, but it doesn't matter. All right. Well, well, Kurtley's numbers are better than those. There you go. Nice. <laughs> Two, 299, just a tick under 300, seven doubles, two triples, six homers. 25 RBIs, and Kurt, you are tied for the team lead with 38 hits. 38 wow. Hits. Yeah, time for the team that's lead. That's interesting. Yeah. I had a really slow start, so that's that's interesting to to uh, check that out. 
You've caught Wait, fire. Give, give, me, the fire soul, give me the stolen bag number. You want the stolen bases? Oh, I didn't. Four, I didn't. Two, I didn't. Five. I didn't. Uh, I didn't prep for this because. Oh, all right. Well, you Don't did worry. you get? No, you got thrown out this weekend, didn't you? But I did. I also had one. But you I also had, had one. No, maybe that was last weekend. I don't know. Yeah, you're the, you're the backside with me. Yeah, yeah, yes, I did. Sounds like there's only one person in here that's uh, perfect on the year in bags, huh? Wait, no, I did have Ooh, one this Bryce. weekend actually. Good chatter, Bryce. Currently three for five. All right. Three for five. You're, that's hitting 600 in stolen Stop base that. attempts. But, yeah, Bryce, you are correct. You are the only perfect one on this podcast in stolen bases. Four for four. So, so that's pretty good. So, Bryce Willett's 120 career games, 390 at-bats in his career between St. Mary's and UC Santa Barbara. This year, hitting 354, 10 doubles, five homers, 22 RBIs. Your OPS is over 1,000. Did you know that? Pretty sweet. Uh, no, I don't really, I don't really check that, that, uh, that too much. Okay, two doubles on what was that? Saturday. Yeah, two. You can call. Them <coughs> or no, doubles. Sunday. Sunday, two doubles. Sunday, yeah. I mean, you can you can call them two doubles, but uh, stat sheet makes them look a little better than they were. Okay, modest answer. Modest answer. And you did have the game winning hit on Saturday. Yeah, that was that was cool. That's a good one. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Bottom of the seventh, it was um, Jordan Sprinkle led off with a a base or a, had a two out base hit. Sorry, two out base hit. Stole second, called out, went to replay. Gauchos got the replay review overturned, and then I think there was an error on the next play, and then Bryce Willis came up, knocked him in, and Ryan Harvey got the save. So that's a little bit on the weekends. Gauchos sweep Long Beach State. They've won nine of their last ten. You guys are feeling pretty good on the season. Twenty-seven and nine overall, sixteen and two in the Big West. That's first in the conference. You have won or split every series that you have played this year. So I want to ask the group, like, what is the vibe of this team? How does it compare to teams that you've been on in the past, at least at this juncture of the year? Anyone can jump nah. in. Open it. I can start here. Um, I think this is, uh, this is personally the best team I've been ever been a part of. Um, and it's, uh, it's kind of fun right now We're we're having a lot of fun and we're, we're kind of relaxed, but we're also pretty, uh, pretty dialed in. So, I mean, we're having fun, but we're also, it's fun to win games like this. It really is. And, uh, we're all kind of just, we're on the same ship here trying, um, uh, just trying to win some baseball games and, and, uh, it's been a good vibe at the field for sure. Got some nods. Yeah, no, it's been great. Um, something to piggyback off Bryce right there is we're all on the same ship. Um, I think that it's that that's really important and really like, you know, a lot of teams don't get that. You know, maybe there's a couple guys going another direction or mad they don't get the playing time. Um, and I don't think that's us this year at all. We're having a lot of fun and everybody's pulling in the right direction, pulling in the same direction. And, you know, as you can see, you know, we, we've that's been paying dividends. Jason, yeah, I think uh, what what they both said was was good. I think it's uh, I think we've really bought bought in as a team, just like winning. And I mean, like the attitudes that we see around, you know, on the team and stuff like that. It seems like everyone's just really bought into that, and it's not 
somewhat self-centered like I think a lot of guys can be. I think it's gotten to the point where, I mean, we got so many old guys this year that, you know, this might be their last year playing baseball that, you know, it don't really matter how how we do. We just want the team to win, right? So, I mean, having a bunch of guys with that attitude, it's pretty easy to, you know, play, and I think that's why we're doing so well. Real quick, real quick shout-out to Kyle Johnson because we did want to have Kyle on this because he's got 149 games, 380 at-bats, uh, and he's a fifth-year senior. So we were thinking to get KJ in here, but he's got really important tests to, to do. Uh, he says this is his hardest quarter uh, of his career, the last quarter of his career. So, uh, But shout-out to, to Kyle Johnson, who's having a great year playing over first base. Uh, one thing I did touch on with, with uh, Coach Jones last week when we were talking about the pitching was roles. And I think we have pretty well-defined roles offensively as well. And when guys know that, know their roles and can settle into their roles and anticipate and prepare to perform their role, it creates this, uh, this unity, right? Where everybody's got, all right, that's, that's your role. This is your role and, and everything clicks. Um, have you guys thought about that or is that preached when we talk about, um, being on the same ship and working together, everybody having their, their own roles, right? Um, I'll just say, uh, I mean, this, this team is crazy to me because, because uh, like we've seen all the injuries we've had this year and just like everything, everybody seems to be like going through their own thing and like missing time here and there. It's crazy how like, how we just have so many guys that can just step into that role. Um, and like when Willow goes out, you know, we got Oakley to, and Xander's coming back and like, and uh, it's just, I mean, it seems like we're constantly moving in and out of this lineup, but any one of us can play and any one of us, it can just go out there and have a have a good day which is it's kind of crazy yeah i was thinking the other day on that is uh i mean of the teams that i've been on here i i don't think there's been like a comp the amount of combinations of like lineups that we've had this year like i think maybe the most that we've ever had you know we've had guys playing in a position we've had different guys in and out i think that's cool that that really shows how well we've done even with you know different combos of guys in and out you know where they're hitting in the order stuff like that so i think that's pretty cool well, I think Bryce kind of hit the the nail on what I was searching for. There it was like if one guy fall, if one guy's down, another guy jumps in, or if if someone is is having a bad day, or if someone is hurt, they can jump around and and fill in roles. And and two guys on the podcast, what are interchangeable at third base, like because when Bryce went down, Jason filled in. I mean, Jason, you played what? You played second base, third base center field this year you probably played three different positions but uh, left and right too and you played left and right i mean even currently he's been dh been in left field making plays in left field and then uh, bryce we've only seen you at third but last year a lot at first base we know you can do it over at first yeah i can do it i mean <laughs> but uh i'm i'm enjoying my time over at three bagger i'll stay over there <laughs> yeah the, the couple of third basemen in this in this group that have been been pretty exceptional I would say this year um I'm gonna jump into uh what's been uh your biggest moment so far this season and there's some there's some pretty big uh candidates to choose from in this group I want to see if you guys nail it on the head but uh biggest moment of the year or who might have the biggest moment of the year of this trio off the top of your guys head anything 
biggest so, moment? Like I've a game it. or like a moment? Well, I guess a game and moment, like best game or like individual moment. And you want us, you want us to give us uh, each our own our own moment? No, which which one do you think? So well, mine. So, is, yeah, so go yeah, go for I, it. I mean, mine is absolutely scaling the wall at UC Davis. <laughs> that was sweet. Bringing back the ball back to the land of the living to save the game. So uh, that's my moment. I don't know. These guys can try to follow that up. My 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 moment of the year was coming off an injury and, and having a couple homers and seven RBIs. So, right. <laughs> those are the, those are the two that I have written down. The third one. The third one is is Willow's eight assists at third base in that game against St. Mary's. <laughs> I wouldn't have said that, but <laughs> and honestly, like I, my sophomore year, I played third base at St. Mary's. We had the same thing on midweek. I think I made like two or three errors that game. That was when Bryce was playing at St. Mary's. Yeah, I was on the other side there. And then yeah. I was going in up there, and I was – I mean, I was kind of – I mean, they don't got the best infield. Um, but, yeah, it, was, it found me all night. But, uh, yeah, eight assists, I guess. Well, I think, I think one of those was a, a diving stop with, like, the tying run at third base, something like that. Might have been. Willow, may, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Long time. I, I kind of wanted to debate <laughs> these. I, I feel like there's a – there's definitely – I don't a know, clear winner. Yeah. Kurtz was good. Kurtz was pretty good. It, uh, it all happened so quick, though. Like, it happened, and, you know, next thing you know, game was over. And we were, but it was uh, – that was pretty cool. Right, that was that was Davis Friday. It was 5-3. Five, five to three. There was a runner on, two outs in the ninth. And I think it was Kyler Arenado. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hit one deep to left. Scaling, scaling the wall. I mean, how big was that wall? Did you, like, stick your leg into it, or did you jump? Like eight, eight feet, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, like, it was, I don't know, it was, it was a little bit taller than me. I'd say, like, seven or eight feet. Yeah, that's probably about right. No, I was taller than that. It was, like, ten. Oh, all right, ten feet. I was there just messing around with you. Did, you. did you stick your foot in the wall to give you an extra boost, or was it just straight leap at the wall? Do you remember? You asked me if I stuck my foot in the wall to, to get a little extra bounce. No, I did not. I did not need. I did not need that. Um, I knew where I was at. I knew my bounce, and uh, I was good. Okay. Okay. We, we currently we know is an underrated outfielder. So I'm probably answering my one of my later questions, like the most underrated part of your game, because <laughs> I, I was doing a game last year with uh, with with Bronze on what was Big West TV last year, not ESPN Plus. And we were talking about Kurtley in left field. It might have been one of the first games that you played in the outfield last year. And you may, like I was just talking about it, and then you make a diving catch. And yeah. you yeah, must have been listening. Play. You must have been listening. Yeah, I remember yeah. that play. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. I, I didn't really play any defensive positions all year last year because uh, of my arms. So – um, that's funny. I still have that video on my phone where it's Kevin Cannon's like, well, I don't know if he's played much left field that I, you know, I just, you know, do a little deal there, but that's funny. Yeah. I mean, defense definitely is the most underrated piece of my game. People think that, you know, I'm just the left fielder to sit there and, and, and hit balls for the, for the whole day. And whatever I do in left is just kind of wish wash. But, uh, yeah, I try to do my best out there and, uh, be good for the guys. What about the play against UC San Diego? I think that was last weekend or two weekends ago. The one like 
where you were sprinting right up to the front of the wall and you had to yeah. catch it yeah like uh on a dead sprint and you caught it right before you hit the wall like that was a pretty tough play yeah for sure it was a tough play going towards the line um it's been pretty windy here the last couple of weeks so it's, it's just a little bit tougher than usual to get a little read on it so yeah definitely a tough play bryce what's the most underrated part of your game uh, I got to say the speed, man. Oh. <laughs> been able to shut off. As my four for four. Four for four. The hammy deal. But uh, I, I got to say the speed, man. I And the uh, and the lasers uh, on the turf with uh, Luke's story, I, I'm, I'm pretty quick there. So uh, I just – I haven't been able to show it off too much. But I got to say the speed. Well, was there? Sneaky fast. Okay. Okay. We've got Appreciate confirmation that. from Curtly. Was there a was there a play this weekend where you scored from first? Yeah, I got to show it off a little bit. No one, no one had seen me. I've been big league and for the last couple of weeks, and <laughs> I finally was able to turn it on. So, okay, watch out, Bryce Willits. Uh, Jason, it's a tough do, question. Do you Kev. have do you have an underrated part of your game? Oh, say my Bro? pitching ability, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> Kurt knows we throw all the time. I, I bag checks all the time to get an inning, but the power sinker. I know. I've been one. I would love to put the turbo sinker out there, um, but I don't know. He says. I mean, I threw a bullpen my sophomore year, and it was one of the. It was unreal. What, what were your numbers? Uh, I was sitting like ninety, but slider was good. I threw like I don't have a good changeup, but I threw like two of my best changeups I've ever thrown, and I finished the pen, and immediately I was like, "Oh, checks is going to ask me to pitch now." And he goes, "Ah." You know, I got a lot of projects right now, so, like, I don't really know. I was like, why'd you make me throw a pen? But, <laughs> so that was the end of that. <laughs> Maybe you you were so good that he got defensive and was like, uh-oh. Maybe I actually have to think about this. So I'm just going to, like, file save and save it for later. Maybe, instead yeah. Of just, instead of just saying, yep, look, you can't do it, so, and then put an end to it. Yeah, I think strikes would be a problem, but, I mean – me and Kurt, we always play catch, and we're always working on our stuff. So if we ever need, if we ever need two pitchers. It's me and Kurt probably. Kurt, what's what's your uh, what's what's the what's the out pitch? Uh, the well, well I, I'm a I'm a righty thumber, but uh, <laughs> the the, the changeup just plays. I hurt my arm in high school once, and I, from there on, I was just fastball change. So I developed, uh, you know, some of a of, of a good little changeup there. But uh, these days, I can spin it. I can spin it. I got some feel for some different pitches and uh, I can hold runners on and stuff. So, you know what? I might not be half bad. Just throwing in the, I can hold runners. The daily, the daily catch with Kurt always ends. He comes in and he has some, uh, what do you call it? The, the, we got a specialty oh, pitch. No, no, no. We do warm down throws. Well, I'll he do does like, warm down throws. Warm and down. He rips that. He rips changeups all the time and everyone he throws it and he goes, Oh my God, that's nasty! Every <laughs> single time. Yeah. Remember that Caesar early one day, and you see us playing catch for in and out. You will see it every day. Bryce, are you partake in this? Are you throwing flat grounds? Uh, no. I'll I'll uh, mix in a couple sliders to tremble from real deep, just to uh, just to throw them off a little bit, keep them awake out there. But uh, that's about it. That's <laughs> that's the only pitching I'm doing. Well, what's like the the whenever I'm standing behind third base during infield outfield before the game, 
and you guys have the, like the slow roller throws the third or the the uh like the deep throws the third there's always like a big tail to the throws is there like is there a strategy to making the throw to first where depending on where your arm angle is or where you know your arm angle is going to be like where your target is when you're throwing it across i guess that's to uh directed to the third baseman of the group here I played third base when I was a freshman, but that's all right. Oh, actually, that's <laughs> true. I, I have a picture. I have a picture. Yeah, of currently, we're on the left side there. together. That's right. Yeah, I was at short. Kurt was at third. <laughs> yeah, okay. we were. Okay. That's true. Okay, so I'll, I'll present the question to to the whole trio then, not just the two uh, guys that, whose last names start with W, I L L. <laughs> so, posing the question to the group: the tailing throw from third base. I mean, I'll, I'll answer this one here. I mean, in a perfect world, you would have no tail. Um, I, I'd love a, I'd love to have an arm where I can just chuck it over and it rises. But uh, sometimes you, uh, you have some natural sink, so uh, you just you, you learn to control it. You learn to control the two seam from from over at third. Make it easy on KJ. Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, I got pretty bad sink. I like to throw a turbo sinker, so. It's tough on guys over there, but I don't know. I mean, you just kind of recognize like how it is. I know with me, like when my arm's tired, I get more sync. It's like you got to know where to start it and then kind of work off that. We've gotten pretty good at it. I, I agree. I see it. All right. Curtly. Kurt's got yeah. some, Kurt's got some backspin on his throw. It doesn't really sink that much. Yeah. Right? No, I'm a backspin guy. You know, I just have to start it, you know, foot or two. Uh, I don't know where that is maybe down the baseline give it a little bit of tail but uh yeah i don't i don't i don't really have to worry about that all, all that much but i do got to lead i got to lead it just a little bit though how's how's curly's uh skills picking the throws over at first how are he's they not bad he's hit or miss and in now <laughs> hit or miss yeah he'll be either yeah. really good or really bad <laughs> he's over there with kj too who just picks it like no other so tough competition yeah it is tough competition kj is one of the best kj is a vacuum he is yeah. a vacuum again shout out to kj we wish we had him here we, really <laughs> yeah, do. Shout out to KJ. we could talk about econ <laughs> yeah income tax account yeah accounting income tax that's that's the test that, or the the class he said he was studying for today yeah he's kind of income tax stuff oh he's just saying that he's probably not struggling yeah that's no true Gold, golden eager winner Mm-hmm. three years in a row well so monday practices with the offensive players you guys have you guys have the shirts it's it looks like a free day where it but like on the outside looking in it looks like a free day but like what do mondays mean for offensive players when you're out there you're getting it's it looks loose you're just getting your swing feel back and getting started clearing the mind for the week like that's what it looks like to me but what is it like out there on a day like today, Monday, offensively? Pretty laid back, I think. I think it's just, you know, it's good for guys to just go out and get some reps that aren't too strenuous and get what you need. And I think Ferg's done a really good job with that. And, I mean, he voices it to us a bunch that, like, if, you know, if you get what you want, you, you know, you don't you don't got to hit anymore. I mean, if you just want a couple rounds that day, you can take a couple rounds. If you only want a couple ground balls, you can only take a couple ground balls. So, I think it's uh it's something good and I think it's helped us helped us this year, even though our midweeks haven't been that good. That's gonna change uh today, Tuesday. Or yeah. or tomorrow. This is Monday. 
You, you know what I mean? It's yeah. It might, it might change. It might change. No, it will so, change. Bryce. Uh, I mean, Mondays are a good time. Um, they they look pretty laid back because they are, but they're they're definitely productive too. Um, we get in there, we we get what we want. Like you can uh, you can be out there and you can enjoy yourself, but you can also you're you're hitting a bunch of rounds of BP. That's uh, important for a game tomorrow. So it's a it's a good mental break, but it's also I mean we still get our work done during the day. It's it's uh, quick but productive. Kurt, yeah. I mean, that's they they hit it right on the head. Um, yeah, it is it is a fun, laid back, you know, kind of day, like you said. But you know, people are getting, and we have a pretty older and mature, experienced team. So, you know, we don't necessarily need a coach, you know, watching every every move we do. We we just we know what we need to do. We know what we need to do to get better. And Ferg's good at that, kind of letting us give it give us some rope. So. Mondays are kind of like that and Ferg will pull guys aside and give them some one-on-one work and stuff. And it's, uh, it's really like a personal day kind of. So, but it is good, good to get out there after a weekend and not sit on your butt all day and get an off day and stuff like that. So it's a good middle ground between like, you know, going out there and having strenuous work and then also, you know, having a day off or something. So I love Mondays. Yeah. Mondays are cool. Yeah. And Mondays after a sweep are cool. And, I want to talk about the the weekend rotation because Corey and Mikey and Ryan were excellent this weekend. Corey seven and two thirds. Mikey went six plus. Ryan struck out nine in five and two thirds. And what I want to ask you guys as position players, like when a pitcher is finding a groove, if he's getting a couple punch outs, if he's distributing the ball in the infield, there were a lot of ground ball outs. Uh, this weekend, uh, there wasn't a whole lot of stuff in the air from Long Beach, but it looked like there was a good distribution of of balls in play versus strikeouts. Do you guys feel like that momentum or a momentum change or like the rhythm of the pitcher, like when you guys are out on defense transitioning into offense, like do you feed off of that at all? Um, I know I do for sure. I know when I'm out there for a long time, maybe some walks, maybe a couple of hits or, or, or whatever, and it's just become a coming a long inning. I always I kind of start dragging my feet, kind of like, oh man, get kind of getting heavy legs out there. So yeah, I definitely feed off quick innings or productive innings from the pitchers. It's and then you know get get in the dugout with some momentum and get ready to bang. So yeah, I for sure do. I get, I expected that response from Curly. You're kind of that. You're that type of attitude. You're that type of personality. It's like, all right, let's get a couple Ks. Let's get back in here. We just scored two. Let's get two more, right? Yeah, exactly, 100%. Got a couple different types of personalities on the other end. Bryce? I'll, I'll just, it? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's good to get a zero always. It's always fun to go hit after a zero. But I'll just say our team right now, when uh, – when when we have our guys throwing strikes and and our pitchers like looking like they did this weekend and our offense rolling like we can, we're just we're gonna win games like we did over the weekend, like a fourteen to two win, a ten to one win. It's just when our offense is working like that and our our pitchers can go out there and get zeros, it's it's fun and it's it's gonna be really hard to beat us. Willow, yeah, I agree with uh, what Bryce said. I think I think all weekend, I mean the pitchers and the hitters, it was like a good. It was like a good groove, like, you know, offense would put up some runs, pitchers would go have good innings. And I think it was like just 
it worked really well this weekend. I know in bad games when, you know, you're letting up a bunch of runs and a lot of base runners, it kind of sometimes it'll it'll break that up. And as an offense, it's kind of tough when, you know, you, you got a 30-minute defensive inning and then you got to come in and hit. So I think they play together and uh, and us getting runs, I think that helps them pitch well as pitch good as well. So I think it's, it's vice versa. One of the things that broadcasters love to do is say like, oh, he made a diving catch and he gets to lead off the next inning. Like baseball gods strike again. Is that is that true at all? Like you make a diving catch and you're leading off the next inning. Like, are you still thinking about the catch or are you like jazzed to go up and hit? Like, is that, or is it, does it just like, is it arbitrary? Does it just not really mean anything at all? It's just baseball being baseball. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say personal. Like it, like if I make a play, it juices me up to go hit, but, but when you make a good play, it juices up the entire offense to go hit. I think, I think you get, it's just the little momentum shifts throughout the game that, that you can really capitalize on. I would agree with that. Kurt, would you, if, if, if the robbery, the home run robbery at Davis, if that had, uh, took the game to extras, if it was like a tie game, yeah. and you were leading off the next inning, would you have gone yard or would you have swung through three pitches because you were so, <laughs> <in the game? laughs> well, I, you know, I can't, I don't know if I would have gone yard, but I do have an interesting answer to this question. I actually oh. hate leading off, uh, <laughs> innings so like when i'm in left field and i have to make that so if i don't even make a catch right i'm just standing out there and it's like the third out and i have to run in and put my stuff on and get ready to leave I, I just hate that so if i'm like making a catch or whatnot like if i let's just say i make the catch or whatever i'll immediately sprint in the dugout and put my stuff on and, and not enjoy the catch or freak out about leading off in the i hate it so uh no, I don't. I don't like that at all. Hmm. Actually, good thing you're not hitting leadoff. Yeah, I, 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 w- I remember when I was hitting like sick when I was in the beginning of the year and I was like doing, I don't know, not doing good or whatever. And I was hit. I, I was hitting fourth at one point. I was hitting like seventh at one point, and we'd have like one, two, three innings, and I'm just sitting there like, dude, I have to lead off this next inning. This is horrible. I hate doing <laughs> terrible, especially so, from the outfield. Whatever. You know, it yep. is what it is. But whatever. Well, I guess yeah, from tough. the outfield, huh? Yeah, because yeah. it's a it's a long run in, and I mean, other teams. I don't know if they're like the Gauchos, where they try and spend thirty seconds in between innings getting ready. But like, yeah, it's yeah when you're leading off, like you got to hustle in, and you guys, the, the current ball player, wears shin guard, elbow guard, and all that stuff. Like you got to check the scouting report and. I don't. I mean, I'm not. I'm not down there, so I don't know what goes on. But it makes sense to me. I mean, it's a long run. It's a long yeah. run. And if if you make the catch in the gap, you know, Kurtley's speed. Oh, catching the gap. That's my <laughs> worst fear. Whenever there's two outs and I'm playing left field and I'm leading off the inning, I just pray to God they don't hit one in the left center gap, and I have to like run and go catch it because I I will be like distraught for that leadoff at bat. Lucky me, Bryce doesn't get out very much, so I, I'm good to go. You know, I don't I don't lead off very many innings, but maybe a silly question what do you guys like being a first base dugout or a third base dugout better i was probably entirely depends on what position you're playing yeah third I mean, base my answer here with the third base yeah, like third too third base dugout What's, like, like, why why doesn't why isn't first base dugout cool like 
Usually it's the visiting side. I get it, but I don't like walking around the umpire and the catcher to get to the dish. I don't like that either. I like just going right up to it, right into your box. I mean, Bryce has to do it at home, but dude, that's why you don't walk around them. You walk through. (laughs) I don't actually know what I do, but wait, you don't know your like your routine going up to bat. I don't know what route I take. (laughs) Interesting. It's all, it's like, it's like your, uh, it's like out of shinny taps to the catcher and the ump and get in there, you know, a couple of shinny taps. Yeah. Do you do that? (laughs) No, I don't do that. I think that's, yeah. You gotta get to be in the bigs or really know the guy, I think maybe. Okay. So are you this, is it like an out of body experience when you're going up to bat? You're just like, you don't even realize, cause I, I will do that. Like if, if we set up for offense early and, and like. Erdy's up there taking some swings, and I'm like, "All right, I'll jump in and get some get some swings." I'll like do my same routine that I did when I played, you know, 20 years ago. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> so, like, is it a is the routine? Because you guys all have routines. I know you guys do. Is it something that you that you think about consciously, or is it just kind of a reactionary deal with your routines? I think it's just a routine. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I'm reacting to, so I can't say it's reactionary. But I guess re- yeah. reactionary, reactionary being like you're just it, you have no explanation. Yeah, you just I would it. say no explanation. I, yeah, I remember just... when I was younger, my my brother would like redo his wrist straps of his batting gloves after every pitch, and I was conscious of it for when I was like. I don't know, 13 years old like that. But now I do, like, I don't even think about it without fail, so. Weird. Yeah, I, just, I, th- I think other weird. people Jason, see it more than yeah. anything else. Because, like, I mean, when you're up there, you just kind of, you got your thing. Like, for me, it's like I just do the same boxing, but I don't think about it. But then if you ask, like, other guys to imitate, you know, guys on the team, like, it's pretty easy for them because they see, like, all the, you know, yeah. little things that they do or and stuff like that. So it's kind of, it's it's weird that way. Can we talk about KJ's routine? Since since you brought it up, you know everybody else's. You guys have to know KJ's, right? Uh, yeah. He like holds both ends of the bat, does like a little twist, yeah. does a little thing in the box. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Kurt, Kurt gets in there like he's about to hit. And like, <laughs> he looks like he's about to hit, and then he steps out. <laughs> Adjust the jock a couple times. Yeah, adjust the jock. Get the, <laughs> the batting gloves ready. Yeah, I'm, I'm a 10-second deal pretty much, honestly. No Jake Palmer, though. No Jake uh, Palmer. Bryce, what do you got? Uh, yeah, I mean, every I feel like everyone's got their own routine. It's You kind of just lock in. You don't really really think about it too much. So, like, like Jason said, other people see you doing it, but I, I think it's just reactionary. I think you're just locking in to go to battle with this pitcher right now. KJ, KJ used to do some stuff with his left hand. He did like, like a fist chop where he would go like under the right arm. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. 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 Calculated. Calm, cool, calculated. That's sometimes yeah. what I call him at the dish. Yeah. The body. He is. He is calculated. Very. All right, well, let's let's talk about um let's talk about the games coming up. Uh, well, SC this Tuesday. We we already touched on that. Gouchers need to write the ship on midweek games. That's a given. So let's talk about Polly because last year 
uh, won three out of four at home. Uh, Newman had the walk-off hit in one game. Uh, Friday was an interesting game. I don't know if you guys remember Friday game, but you faced Drew Thorpe, who will throw on Friday against us this year. But he struck out 13 and six and two-thirds. But he was one up by McGreevy, who went eight and struck out 15, which was uh, – I would think it's like the second most strikeouts in Gaucho history, something like that. Someone will have to fact-check me on that. But And uh, in the game, it was 4-1. Gauchos won five solo home runs. Five solo wow. runs in the game. So kind of a, a weird game. 28 strikeouts from the starters and, and five solo homers. Um, and then the – so three out of four last year, the last time the Gauchos played Cal Poly prior to that was the Big West Championship game in 2019 on the last day of the season. Jason and Christian were part of that uh, along with Kyle and Mason Eng and Trevor Beer. Those five – Gauchos who are part of that that are on the team right now. So prior to that, Gauchos had lost 11 in a row. And I hate bringing that up, but it was it's a fact. Had lost 11 in a row. And for the guys that were third or fourth years in 2019, it was the first time they'd beaten Cal Poly and it won the Big West Championship. So there's been some history, some recent history, with uh, with the blue-green rivalry, and it makes it fun, at least on, on a broadcast perspective. And it's probably fun to play in those games. So... Gauchos have the edge currently, and this is a big series. And you guys have been around, so you guys probably follow the standings. You know what's what's at stake. So going into yeah. that, I mean, is it? Are you excited about it? Are you? Yes, got a bunch of nods there. Like, what's the what's the attitude going into the weekend? Not trying to overlook SC, but you know, the Big West Championship is really what matters most at this point. Uh, in the season. So what are the attitudes going into the weekend? Kurt, you look, you were ready to jump in there a few times. So, yeah, I mean, I think the attitudes are great. I think we're all really excited. We uh, haven't really played at a, at a stadium like that where they pack it out with, you know, four or 5,000 fans. So we're all pretty excited about going up there and playing them and hopefully we play our game and, and, you know, this is a huge, we, it's, we're their second, right? They only have four mm -hmm. losses in the big West. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we do our thing up there. We're, we're looking pretty solid for the rest of the year. So this is huge. Jason Bryce, you yeah, want to jump in. I, I would say it's. I mean, realistically, it's a it's the biggest series of the year for us. Um, I think we've kind of all been looking forward. To, I mean, every year is a, everyone looks forward to playing Cal Poly just because of the rivalry and you know what's happened in the past years between us. And um, but then to have like what it's playing out to be in standings this year. I think this weekend's going to be pretty cool. I, I kind of wish it was the old schedule format where we played them last, uh, yeah. last series of the, of the year. That'd be pretty cool. Like what happened in 19 with, uh, with that being like one of the craziest, I think weekends of all that I've been a part of. So it, uh, that would have been cool, but I think it's going to be, it's going to be a real good series playing in front of a big crowd up there. And, uh, I think we're ready for it. Bryce, have you played in at slow before? Uh, yeah, yeah, I had a series up there. Um, it was our, I think it was our bye week we played there. A series at Slow my freshman year. So, yeah, uh, with, with St. Mary's. Yeah, yeah. I think, so I have no, I have no real history with uh, with Slow other than the uh, couple series I've played them, which haven't been too crazy. But, uh, I mean, I, I'm pretty excited for the weekend ahead. 1v2 is going to be pretty fun and a packed house. And, uh, I mean, we're, we're rolling with some confidence right now. So, so uh, I think it's going to be a good time. 
yeah, it, it's going to be a fun weekend. Uh, I already know a bunch of people that are going up, and that's it's going to be the first time that the Gouchers have been there since 2018 because we were supposed to go there in 20, and that didn't happen. So it's been, you know, it's been three, four years. Uh, we did play there in the fall before uh, 2020, didn't we? Yeah, we yeah. got one fall game. So we got to see it. There's some there's some new things there. We'll we'll save that. We don't need to to boast about about Cal Poly, but there's some new things there, and uh, Gouchers are ready, and and Christian and Bryce and Jason are ready, and it's been fun. I think you guys did a good job. Thanks, Kev. Hey, thanks, Kevin. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, kind of put you in the uh, in the fire. I asked you late, and you guys were like, all right. And uh, and you've come through with flying colors, just like uh, just like Gauchos do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Let let's leave it with um, best hotel we've stayed at this year. Oh, Seasun, friendly. Yeah, easy. Seasun. Yeah, Seasun, easy. Oh, Actually, I don't know. First first one in Davis was pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> shout out, shout out, Dixon. Yeah, Dixon, Dixon, <laughs> California. Oh, the, yeah. the 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 uh the Hyatt in Davis was was pretty cool. Did you guys yeah, have like was... sweets? Those were like sweet sweet ones, right? With the uh, kitchen and stuff. It was, yeah, it was, cool. it was cool forever. It got the uh the big bed. There's yeah, one... I was on I was on the pullout. Oh yeah. <laughs> Gotta love yeah, the pullout bed. Season takes the cake, no doubt. Yeah. The uh, that was Marriott Woodland Hills. Yeah, yeah that was pretty nice. Indoor pool, everything, yeah, pretty sweet. Had the mall right next to it. Food around yeah. it is the big thing, though. Right, that's essential, right? Food around the hotel. Yeah, yeah. that's the most important thing. <laughs> All right, we're at that stage of the pod. Uh, it's time to say goodbye. So, uh, Christian, Bryce, and Jason, uh, good luck against SC, and good luck against Cal Poly. I mean, I'm be there every step of the way with you, but um, you guys did a good job. Thank you, and. Uh, Keep crushing it, all right? Thanks, Kev. Thanks, Kev. All right, thank you to Justin Trimble, and thank you to Bryce, Jason, and Christian, and thank you to our sponsors, Kyle's Kitchen and Smart Office Interiors. That was a great pod. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Gotchas are on a roll, 27-9, and 16-2 in the Big West. Need to keep this train moving we want to see you up in san luis obispo it's going to be an electric atmosphere up there we are uh i don't know it's it's going to be fun it's going to be fun what else can you say conference on the line uh i know it's there's still a lot of games to be played but it feels like conferences on the line they're huge games there's gonna be a ton of people there it's gonna be night games it's just gonna be a ton of fun so uh can i say it's gonna be a ton of fun one more time okay so that's a 6 o'clock against USC on Tuesday, 6 o'clock on Friday night in San Luis Obispo, 4 o'clock Saturday, 1 o'clock Sunday against the Mustangs. Gouches in first place in the conference and starting to get to that the, the final month of the season. And what more could you want? So hope you enjoyed the podcast. Uh, it was a lot of fun this week. Um, my name is Kevin Cannon. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, we'll see you on the road with the Gauchos.